Shaken Not Noob, the podcast that's incredibly glad we cover video games right now, and not a pop culture podcast that discusses current release movies. I reckon those pods will be getting pretty desperate right about now. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. I am your host, Fuzzy Dan, and on this week's episode, I'm joined by a man who has been described as the Tom Hardy to my Christopher Nolan, the Johnny Depp to my Tim Burton, it's Mr. Doody Dutram. How are we, sir? I don't know whether to take that as an insult or not, because I don't like Tom Hardy, and I'm not a huge Nolan man. I don't mind Nolan, but I'm not a Tom Hardy guy, so I I take that as an insult. Johnny Depp, I don't mind. All I'm saying is you are my muse, Doody. You are my muse. I I uh, I am the master and you are my you know perfect creation. <laughs> you ever hear the tragedy of Darth Fuzzy the unwise? <laughs> oh, how are we, my friend? I'm good, man. It's been actually a really busy week of new releases in the uh, in the duty household. Mm-hmm. Um, I've uh, I've uh, been there's a, there's a video that's out now. There's a, there's two videos that are out now. Um, I did a video last week or earlier this week, and there'll be a video new release right now. Uh, we'll get to that probably a little later. We don't want to spoil anything. Uh, my wife is also uh, helping me out. Your um, wife? Not necessarily help. My wife. Uh, she helped me with uh, this next uh, one of the games we're talking about this week which I'll talk about a little bit later as well. And um, shit, yeah, what else? I've been still playing a load of Rainbow Six Siege. Uh, I've put in a new order with our sponsors, Culture Shock Collectibles, thanks to Dave from the Super Movie Bros. Mm. And um, yeah, and, and one of my orders arrived last week and it looks fucking sick. Sick, bro. Yeah, it's... It's been it's it's been a busy fun fun sort of week. Uh, there's yeah, there's loads going on and there's all, always things of like I can't talk about that. Not just yeah, <laughs> I can't talk about that right now. It's, <laughs> it's too many in the episodes. <laughs> uh, I did I did go back and take a look at the old school. It's a ten year old game now. Transformers: War for Cybertron. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a new Transformers series coming to Netflix, I believe, at the end of July called War for Cybertron. Uh, so I decided to go back and take a look at the old school game that came out by High Moon Studios. Uh, it's a fantastic game. It still holds up really, really well. Um, the only sad thing is Activision just turned the servers offline for that game. So Boo. you cannot play any form of online at all. You can't do the story co-op. You can't do the horde mode. It's just the campaign and that's it. Oh, bastards. Still a fantastic game. Still holds up real well. Uh, I'm probably going to do the sequel in a couple of weeks' times, but we're starting to get into the into that middle middle of the year busy gaming season oh yeah it's all happening mate there's lots of stuff going on let's head into some news because there's heaps of news to talk about there's heaps of games to review let's go straight into it lots of things to talk about um i want to kick it off bud with with one that sounds pretty amazing it's too good to be true have you heard of a game called crucible no, no. It, it sounds it sounds familiar, and I feel like maybe I've seen a flash of it somewhere, but I'm I'm not I haven't looked into it, or I'm not as familiar as it with you know other games like Avengers or Cyberpunk or something like that. Uh, okay, so Crucible was a new game that came out. Um, it was released last week. Um, it's a oh, it's on the PC. Yes, that's right. It's a team based yep, action uh, shooter. Um, yep. Yeah. It, uh, yep. Dave wants to play it. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. Free to play PvP. All the rest of it. Pick an alien, human, or robot hunter. Four v four matches. All the rest of it. Sounded very exciting. Just going to tell you right now that you can't play it because it's gone back to closed beta. Uh, so oh, it's gone backwards. <laughs> it's gone backwards. I've never heard of this happening before. So this game w- no. was released as a full game um, and then failed to get any numbers. And it had, I think, at one stage, it had fewer than one hundred concurrent players at its peak. Um, and they decided Whoa. to uh, pull it back from open release, and it's gone back to closed beta so that they can fix it. 
<laughs> I mean, at least they at least at least they're not just going, "Whoa, it's fucked," and then they're sort of just giving up on it. I will applaud studios that go, "Look, we've released a fucked game, and we're going to go back and fix it." Anthem, um, I'm looking in your direction. Just- <laughs> but, but like I, I, I quite like that Like you know, uh, No Man's Sky released like absolute ball sacks But then like it's an actually a really decent fun game now Same thing with um, Fallout 76 Like it's completely different to its original launch I like it when developers go Yep we screwed the pooch We're going to go back and fix it Because if it released on PlayStation 1 and Nintendo 64 yeah. You've released a shit game There's nothing you can do yeah, and that's well. Look, it is a bold choice to go back to closed beta, but they needed to do oh, yeah. it. Like it just, it got released. I had no idea it had even been released until I heard it would actually gone backwards. So it's just, it's one of those ones that I think they were they were nervous about releasing in the first place, um, and have decided to roll back, fix some stuff up. Basically, I've, I've, from all accounts, it's just boring. Um, is the biggest issue with them. They've taken a lot of the fun. It looks very colourful and lots of interesting characters, but I think they might have taken the, some of the fun elements out of it that made it an interesting game to play. So, got no traction, nobody was interested, so it's back to closed beta, and it's anybody's guess what will happen from here. I assume it will come out um, and be re-released in a future state because they just have to make money on it at some point. But, uh, yeah, not good signs for the opening release and then subsequent closed beta of Crucible. <laughs> at least it wasn't a physical released game like that you could pick, at yeah. least that you could pick up in stores because you would hate to go and, you know, spend 50, 60 plus dollars, buy the game, and then two days later go, I'm going to play some more. It's like, servers have been turned offline and we're going back to closed beta. Because yeah. then you have a disc in your hand of nothing it's basically destiny one you have it in your hand and it's nothing and that's look it is free to play so you know a lot of it they're, they're obviously relying on that uh, marketplace transactions to keep it going but you know yeah. look yeah whatever's going to go on with this one it'll be very interesting to watch that next phase and how it gets re-released i'm very very keen to see what they do to make it and make improvements on it well, speaking of uh, free-to-play, I forgot to mention it last week, and I'll just quickly do it now. Sure. Um, I got to play the closed beta for the free-to-play first-person shooter Crossfire X, oh, yeah. which is on uh, coming to the Xbox. Um, it's a free-to-play game, so it hasn't got the high-level polish that uh, Call of Duty, Battlefield, Siege, all that sort of stuff will have. But for a free-to-play game and first-person shooter, and it's that that arcade shooty like Call of Duty, you know, take out so many people and all that sort of stuff... Mm. It's actually a bit of fun, and it's got two different game modes. You can play it in classic mode, which there is no sprinting, there is no aiming down sights. It's all hip fire, like old school Wolfenstein, which is it's just this classic fun. Um, or it's got the the modern shooting mechanics where you sprint and you aim down sights and you have perks and all this sort of stuff like that. Um, it's actually pretty fun for a free to play game. I'm, I'm looking forward to when it uh, when it releases. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. There yeah, we go. It's, it's not bad. Um. I yeah. Look, it sounds like that one that was actually released in a proper format, so it uh, could be fun to play when it goes live. Uh, they may have done some actual work in preparing it to go live. <laughs> Speaking of games that I hope will go live in a proper manner, Harry Potter. Have you heard about this game that got announced this week? Yeah, it was leaked like two two years ago in a shopping centre or something. Did you hear about that? Yeah, there was. We've we've seen some like some old school like uh, gameplay footage of this one. It was like like it was done in a shaky cam kind of uh, coverage. But this is yeah. this is an official announcement. Um, we're getting a Harry Harry Potter game. It's being developed by Avalanche Software. Um, so these guys are the most famous for uh, doing the Disney Infinity series. 
Um, so, okay. So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The, to- the Toy Story Live series, yeah. So I would imagine uh, look forward to the same kind of format where they have toys for days um, and all sorts of wands. Oh, I hope and, not. Yeah, no, it's definitely going to happen. I can tell you right now, if they if they got those Disney Infinity blokes on board, they are definitely going to be merchandising the absolute pants off this one. Um, it is. You can merchandise it, but not. Oh, yeah. I, I don't like. I don't like the toys. It works really good for kids. Yeah. And I did go out and stupidly buy you know two hundred dollars worth of Disney Infinity <laughs> stuff to play to play it when it came See, out. See, you've been and burnt. I, That's why you're upset. Yeah, I got burnt hard. <laughs> I played it for about an hour and I went. I've wasted a fuckload of money. Oh, I've wasted um, my life. <laughs> yeah. Look, look. I'm I'm probably gonna play it. My wife is massive mm, Harry Potter fan, mm, so mm. whatever it is, if it's Harry Potter, I'm getting it. Oh well, look, and um, and this one's supposed yeah. to be so it's gonna it's on the next gen consoles. It's gonna be an open yep. world game. Um, apparently, you get free reign of Hogwarts, all sorts of stuff going on. Um, and the best part of the news is that she who will not be named has had very little involvement in the development of this game. I'm sure she's going to be getting a nice fat check for it, um, but she is apparently, you know, basically there in naming rights only and has had nothing to do with the actual game itself, which is fantastic news because, yeah, no, go away. Go away. Leave us with the property oh, now. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is the, the Harry Potter RPG where, like, to defeat bosses, you have to go back to classes, learn spells yes. and stuff like that, and then go back. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so- I'm wondering how they're going to do their housing system. Who knows? I don't know a lot of details. That's all we know at this stage. Um, and the other piece of information was that it's coming out in 2021. So um, apparently they were going to do a bunch of stuff at E3, obviously. E3 didn't happen, so they may look at doing something later this year to announce it for future. There is the DC fandom. It could potentially be in there. Potentially, yeah, because this is uh, a yeah. Warner Brothers property, so um, it potentially could be included as part of that. Um, in the worst name conference of all time, Fandome, it's just weird. I don't mind it. It's kind of cool. It's kind of stupid. These Whoever's naming the shit over at DC and Warner Brothers needs to get fired, and completely fired, and get new people in there. Worlds of DC, DC Fandome, get fucked. Like, seriously, work yourself out. Um, <laughs> I find it fine. I'm a DC man and I find it fine. All right. Um, just moving on to things that are getting announced as well. Another piece of news. Um, Sexbox is holding its games showcase on the week of July 20. Um, so we're yes. going to see all of the, well, supposedly all of the next gen uh, console Xbox games on the week of July 20. They haven't announced a specific date yet, but that's another, I think it's three weeks away, roughly. Yeah, three weeks away. Just after me birthday. There you go. Just just there in time go. for me birthday, he says. <laughs> <laughs> the Prime Minister. Uh, that's how we all sound Australia. Mr. Prime um, Minister. Um, yes. <laughs> it's, uh, there was the rumour as well that if the world didn't sort of go into its pandemic lockdown that it is now, that the Xbox was even potentially going to be released in August. Mm. Did you see this? Did you hear about this? <laughs> I mean, I've, I've heard rumours of that kind of stuff around the traps. I don't know, man. Like, they, they need... There's two things that need to happen before they can, they can announce a release date like that. They need to give us the games and they need to give us a price point. So those are the two big things that are waiting. Like, you know, at, at this stage, you know, PlayStation's released its games. It just needs the price point. Xbox has to do yeah. those two things. If they do that on July 20, they maybe could go out with an August date, but they're going to miss out on all of those. Like, it'll be this mad dash of pre-sales. I think they'd fuck it up. They, the only thing that would they'd benefit from that is getting out ahead of PlayStation. But 
I think there's a little yeah, bit depends of... depends on what the launch... They'd need to have a fuckload of... Lo- a decent array of launch titles yeah. if if they did release in August to be like, look, okay, yeah, you can still play your, your Siege and your Call of Duties and stuff like that on your on your Series X, but here's Halo Infinite, yeah. here's Banjo-Kazooie, or here's whatever it is. Here's all these new games that are only for the new and that's and something we've like that. talked yeah. about this as well. Like you know, this is one of those conversations about exclusives, like title exclusives, uh, console exclusives are going to be the big thing and the big selling point for that next gen. About which one potentially you get first or prefer over the other one. Um, and I'm very excited to see what Xbox has to offer. They I don't think they did as well with the exclusives in this gen as PlayStation did. But I think there's good opportunity. They've got a lot of good properties that they they need to put out at front and say, here's something that you can get at launch that you'll get nowhere else, and that will be a yeah. massive selling point for them. So let's let's wait and see what they, they come out with July 20. I think if they do both at the same time, they go games and uh, and price point, th- then potentially we could see... I'd, I'd put more credence to that early launch date for them, but... At this stage, we don't know enough about it. So I'm excited for that week. We will do another special episode, I think. We'll time our episode that week to to be around um, the showcase. Um, but, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. very exciting stuff. No, I'm very excited. It's, it's <laughs> I can tell. I love Xbox. <laughs> um, and other exciting news, um, Dead Cells fans, the game of 20... Wait, was that 2018? Yes, it was. That's the year I'm going with. Uh, the game of the year for that year, uh, Dead Cells, has now topped 3 million units. Um, so they've uh, gone and out and sold a, a bucket load. It's now out on Games Pass. It's out on all of the consoles. It's on PC. And they have now, I think it's the now the 16th update that's going out for it. Um, so Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> it's the update of plenty. It is... Um, yeah, they, they just keep putting out updates. They've only ever had one DLC pack, which you can get for about five bucks now. Um, and, yeah, this one is the, the next big update for them. They just keep putting out awesome content for an awesome game, and they keep doing well. So I went out this weekend, bought it on PC because, you know, I'm a sucker. Um, but I, I do love this game. It's a lot of fun. Um, so get that. It is available now. Um, the update of plenty on the PC version and it usually comes later to the consoles. So it goes from there, but 3 million units, man, that's a big, big game. Yeah. And, um, I've, I've been recommended dead cells, not only by yourself, but by uh, a couple of other mates because we used to, you know, all play risk of rain. Yeah. And they're like, if you love risk of rain, you go to play dead cells. <laughs> well, duty, if you go and buy it now, I think on the, uh, the steam store, it was $26 and that includes the DLC pack with it. So for a, a game, that's just amazing. Um, 26 bucks is an absolute bargain. Uh, so there you go. Go into the Steam sales, buy a game of, that can go in your pile of shame that you probably never play, but at least you'll have it. Because then you'll have yeah, it. Yeah, it'll go right next to Waifu Simulator. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, and the other games that may end up in your pile of shame, um, there is a couple of titles coming out to the Xbox Games Pass. I'm excited for one of them at least. Soul Calibur Six uh, is coming through, and Fallout Seventy Six Wastelanders uh, is coming out as well. So both of those games, I think Soul Calibur came out last night um, on Games Pass, and Fallout Seventy Six is coming out very shortly. So uh, you can get both of those very soon. And they're both look. I, I went back to Fallout Seventy Six a couple of months ago. It's uh, Fallout games for me. I prefer just a single player 
sort of narrow-minded experience of it where it's just me but there was the, the online community especially when you're playing games like world of warcraft where you can't run because you're wearing heavy armor on a role-playing <laughs> server or the the high level of toxicity you do get while playing rainbow six siege yeah um the community of fallout 76 i've never seen a, a like a I've never seen a cunt in that game. They're all really, like, everyone who plays that is just really nice. Like, hey, I can see you're a new player. Here's some armor. Here's some water. Here's some food. If you get stuck, here's my gamer tag or here's my, you know, PC thing. Let me know. Yeah. But everyone's stupidly nice in Fallout 76. It's a really good community. Well, that's, that's good. At least that's a big positive for it, even if the game started out in a terrible fashion. So, um, yeah, exciting for you. exciting times for people who are into Fallout 76. Yes. Um, Duty, we do have a sponsor for the show. Who are they? They are Culture Shock Collectibles. It is your leading and our leading collectible store. Uh, essentially, if you like Funko Pops, if you like Hot Toys, if you like action figures, statues, helmets, replicas, basically everything in between. I'm stealing lines from our other sponsor, Reed, for shaking not nerd. <laughs> um, Culture Shock Collectibles has got you back like a butt crack. Yeah, that's an original <laughs> one. Um, yeah, no, no one's saying that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so for, for those of you playing the home game and uh, on the Shake and Not Nerd listener community uh, myself and Andy from Star Wars 101 got our director Krennic Hot Toys oh yeah uh, he looks fantastic this bad boy is now a hot commodity and he's being asked his asking price is now about 500 bucks ooh Andy and I got him for about 390 I think it was off the top of my head uh, and he is fantastic. He's got his, uh, he's got an iconic pistol that he only uses once in the film, um, but it actually has uh, reloadable ammo, which is, I think, the first for a Star Wars uh, or Disney Star Wars character. Um, I also did put through three Funko Pops in an order last night. It was over $50, so it was free shipping. Lovely. Hey. Um, courtesy of, uh, of Dave from Super Movie Bros. Uh, he went, hey, get yourself some Funko Pops, and uh, I did. I got Two-Face from Batman Forever, the Tommy Lee Jones face because it's pretty sick i got the arnold schwarzenegger mr freeze because mr freeze is my favorite batman villain and i got the power rangers megazord that glows in the dark and it is a big pop and it looks fucking awesome so i'll put photos up when they arrive on uh, uh well when they arrive at my house um but if you also do go on to the culture shock collectibles website you can not only see what is available in stock now what is available for pre-order, what's, a, like, what's just announced being available for pre-order. But there is an affiliates tab at the top, and if you click on that, you'll see us as well as us on the banner uh, on the uh, Culture Shock Collectibles website. Thank you very much, Michael. Thanks, it's, buddy. It's very pretty. We feel honoured. Also, Culture Shock Collectibles broke my laptop sticker virginity. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, I, I've got a gaming laptop. I like to keep it nice and clean and pristine, and I just went, you know what, I'm going to start putting some cool stickers on it, so... I'm one of those guys that has stickers on the back of my laptop now. There you go. Well, well done to you. Congratulations. Sir. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'd shake your hand, but, you know, I'm scared to. Um, so, yes, there we go. Well, especially in the climate that we're in now, <laughs> being in Victoria. Oh, yes. The, uh... Touch your elbows by bumping into your webcam. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty gross. Um, there you go. CultureShockCollectibles.com for all of your nerdy needs. Um, thank you very much for that one. Now, let's move on to some of the games we're reviewing this week, buddy, because we've got two games to talk about this week. The first one, first cab off the rank, Spongy B, SpongeBob SquarePants, The Battle for Bikini Bottom. Yeah, rehydrated. Uh, Don't forget the rehydrated. Oh, the rehydrated. Okay, sorry. So it is a yeah. remaster. <laughs> 
It is it is a it is a flat sort of yeah remake remaster. The the graphics have been completely overdone. It's uh, this game originally released in two thousand and three on the GameCube, the PlayStation Two, and the original Xbox, uh, and has been completely remastered for the PC, the Xbox One, the PlayStation Four, and what I reviewed it on uh, the Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is one of the best games I've played on the Nintendo Switch, hands down. Woo! Uh, holy it is, moly! It is it is the equivalent of Mario Odyssey, but SpongeBob. Um, and for me as a kid, especially in 2003, I was growing up watching SpongeBob. Like, I had Foxtel. And um, seeing and hearing sort of the... Seeing characters that not even, you know, big characters like, you know, Squidward and Patrick and stuff like that, but Bubble Buddy and this little side characters and stuff like that. And seeing SpongeBob react to the, sm- the, the small side characters and hearing the sarcastic little quips and all that stuff like that. I was just like, fuck yeah, this is going to be a great game. Um preface is well not preface but how awesome it is the first time every time you boot up the game when you're in the menu you've got that that shot of the opening uh, sort of introduction to the spongebob tv show where the captain says are you ready kids does it does and it do it the whole on- like who like i need yep. that i need that yep <laughs> so when you when you when you go to the menu like you know you've, you've gone past the thq nordic and the purple lamp and all that sort of stuff like that as the, the game sort of boots in it's it's got the are you ready kids at the start and then the the camera swings down as it does traditionally and then it's the game menu and the theme song is playing over the game menu and spongebob's just standing there dancing it is it was just like i'm so ready for this <laughs> um the gameplay is very similar, uh, well, it's exactly the same from the uh, the 2003 game, but if you didn't play the 2003 game, it's very much like a 3D Mario-esque game. So your, your Odysseys, your Mario 64, your Sunshines, that sort of behind the, you, from a third-person point of view sort of game, um, you'll have abilities to do jump attacks, uh, ground, ground slam attacks, standard normal attacks, as well as be able to change characters to Patrick Star and Sandy Cheeks, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's... Every character's got their own special ability because Patrick is more of a, a bigger character. He'll be able to pick up heavy objects and throw them, so he has a bit of a ranged attack. Sure. Uh, Sandy has a lasso because she is from Texas, and um, that uses that allows her to sort of hover in the air and sort of fly around, sort sort of that like glided uh, controlled drop um, that you sort of get when you play like the Batman games and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, and SpongeBob is well, SpongeBob. Um, so his uh, his weapons are he throws bubbles. Uh, and he pulls out a bubble wand and spins it around, and he can turn into a sponge ball and roll around on the map a little bit like Sonic. It is this fantastic... Each level is is set in a different part of... Well, under the water. So you get uh, the first level sort of areas outside SpongeBob's house, and then you can go inside SpongeBob's house, inside Squidward's house, inside Patrick's Rock, um, and from there you'll go into jellyfish fields, you'll go into the actual cities, you'll go into different... Uh, sort of uh, this challenge modes and you'll go into these areas where you can take on robots and the story is pretty straightforward okay uh it's essentially essentially plankton has made robots uh, and he wants to sort of you know get the krabby patty formula and the robots have become sentient like skynet and they've uh, they've taken over the chum bucket which is well plankton's sort of competitor to the the crusty crab it's a it's over the top fantastic well, not over the top but it's this Easy, fun game that anyone can play. Yeah. And by anyone, I mean anyone, unless it's like a toddler and they don't really know how <laughs> to play video games. Sure. A little, a little Fuzz will love this. Kids aged, yeah, that five upwards will absolutely love this. There's And even parents watching their kids play it, like, oh, I'm stuck here or stuck there, need a little help. 
it's fun to watch in regards to the quips and the the one-liners and stuff like that that just come out of SpongeBob or other characters. I've actually got Mrs. Duty uh, at the moment as well playing this as well. Lovely. Uh, she's going to be doing the video review for the Call of Duty page. Nice. And, or the Call of Duty YouTube channel. And um, she's absolutely loving this. And this is when, when I tried to get her to play any game, like she last year finished Devil May Cry 5. She'd only play it in maybe an hour or two hour stints mm. and then her eyes would get sore and she'd stop playing. She played this for a total of four hours one night. She got up and realized everyone had gone to bed <laughs> and went, now I understand what you go through when you play games. I'm like, yeah, you lose all track of time and you just get sunken into it. And the good thing about this as well, like it's the Switch. Yeah. You can play it on the TV. If you want to play it in bed, you pick it up, you take, take it in your bedroom, you pick it up and go into the bathroom and sit in the toilet and play it. It's a it's a fantastic game. And Again, remind me never, ever to borrow your Switch. I, I don't know. Oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> that thing is it's, a, it's, it's, it's like George Costanza with the book. It's been flagged. <laughs> um, I, I honestly do not, I cannot fathom the mind boggles how GameSpot and IGN gave this such low of a score mm. And they're going, oh, it's 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 not refresh, it's not updated. It's a kids game that's had a graphical overhaul, and it's still great. It's like mm. it's 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 Mario. It's it's maybe not Donkey Kong because I know Donkey Kong is side scrollers, but it's Spyro. It's that you know the new version of Crash Bandicoot. It's it's that fun kids behind you know third person adventure fun game. It's it's Banjo Kazooie. It's it's that sort of style of fun. Sure. Um, and I think it's an absolutely fantastic game. Now, I wouldn't say it's a console buyer. It, it wouldn't be something like, for me, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 is a reason to purchase a Switch because it is a fantastic game. Mm-hmm. But if you already own a Switch or you already own an Xbox or you're a PC or a PS4 and you, you're looking for something just stupid and fun but yet wholesome and hearty to play, mm. it's a definite must-buy a hundred percent. If you own a Switch, you need to get this game. Well, if you own any of those consoles, you need to get this game. I find on the Switch, it's the Switch is just it's got it's a Nintendo console. It's got that friendly vibe to it. So I find it works more for that. The graphics are a little dipped compared to the uh, the well the Xbox and the PlayStation. I did find there were some graphical pop ins here and there, yeah. but honestly, it it doesn't bother me that much because of the way of the the animation style. It's a fantastic game. My only negatives in regards to it is some characters aren't voiced by the voice actors from the TV show. Oh, that's a bit disappointing. So SpongeBob is SpongeBob and, and so on and so forth. But Mr. Krabs isn't Mr. Krabs. It's someone else. It's not Clancy Clancy Brown. Yep. Um, so I'm sitting there going, you're not Mr. Krabs. And, he's, <laughs> and you can see the subtitles come up and he's going, it says money, money, money. And you can say like, Mr. Krabs, that's money, money, money. But he's going money, money, money. And I'm like, what the f- You're not Mr. Krabs at all. No. Um, it's broken, mate. It's but broken game. No, don't buy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and there's no if you if you push the you know the start button or, or you go into the menus, there's no real overarching objective that comes up like do this or do that. Yeah. It's sort of like when it's a 2003 game remade, but it's it's you need to sort of keep track of what you're doing. Sure. Um, so a couple of times, uh, Mrs. Duty's gone. I'm a little stuck. What do I need to do? And I said, All right. Well, who was the last person you spoke to? Uh, Mrs. Puff. All right, what did she want? Oh, I need to get steering wheels. Cool. Have you gotten all the steering wheels? Mm. No. Go find all the steering wheels. And then she's found them. And then she's by doing that, she's found a little gate. And this little gate goes to a whole new zone. And that gives her a whole new missions and all this sort of stuff like that. So there's there's a so little bit the- of guidance required, I suppose, in those those scenes. Or yeah, a little bit. Like it's it's not like um 
Well, with Mario Odyssey, well, it is also a newer game, but with Mario Odyssey, like, your objective is whatever is in that main world because you're going to sort of different, like, worlds in Mario Odyssey. Mm. Where with uh, SpongeBob, it's you're going into different sort of levels, but the levels are sort of like a. They're all connected, so you can walk from one level all the way to another level and sort of walk through them and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and there's no, you know, if you push a button, there's no real thing that comes up saying, go talk to this person in this area. You need to sort of remember what you're doing, sort of like uh, Ocarina of Time. You need to sort of keep track of what people are saying and where you need to go and what you need to do. Uh, but thankfully, everything is voice acted, and the voice acting, besides the actors who aren't the actual actors, is all top-notch stuff. It's exactly what you'd expect from watching SpongeBob. Mm. Um, so it's, that, that's only it. It's... it's yeah, the the voice acting and there's there's a little issues here and there with oh shit, I forgot what I need to do or it's been a couple of days, I can't necessarily remember where I need to go. But honestly, it is a fantastic game. It's probably when it comes to remakes, remasters, mm. which is we've we've done it a couple of times already on this show with the definitive episode. It's it's up there because this is a it's a remaster that's done a completely graphical overhaul and not just a, an upscale, you know, frame rate or something like or HD remaster. It's it's full on. It, it's up there without changing any of the, well, much of the gameplay. And I think it's a grand, grand game. It is a must own. Yeah, nice. So there we go. I'm just repeating myself. <laughs> <laughs> You're just so excited, Spongy B. It's all happening. The battle for Bikini Bottom rehydrated. Um, out yeah, now. I really, really enjoy this. Did yeah. they only do the rehydrated version on the Switch? Is that right? Or no, 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 on uh, on PlayStation, Xbox, and PC. Yeah. So that's all re- the, the rehydrated yep. version. Um, the OG version is, yeah, PlayStation 2, oh, GameCube. Oh, okay. Yeah, there we go. Um, yeah, 2003 to 2006 were like, what, 17 years different? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's great. And I think... I think it's a it's a great footstone as well. Like we're getting, we've gotten Spyro and Crash remastered, but some of these other games I think can use remasters mm. as well. And it goes to show if it's if you're picking a good game like SpongeBob, it will hold up impeccably well to modern standards. Yeah, too. Like wh- whoever was smoking whatever and other <laughs> gaming review places. Ugh. Yeah. Just, but it's it's yeah, it's it's a kids so game. It's fun. Did we did we get a, an official score from you? Sorry, I completely forgot. We did not. Yeah, we we did not. What's, what's I am score? going to give it. I'm going to give it a. I'm sitting between four and four and a half out of five. Sure. Okay. Lovely. It is. It is. It's between that margin, and and it's hard to sort of narrow it down in regards to why I would give it a four and a half and why I would give it a four. Yeah. Um, but essentially, it's an eight, eight to nine out of ten for for those playing yeah, at nice. home that don't want to do math. It's a fantastic fun game. If it's, I think it's like forty, fifty bucks ah, in bargain. stores, dude, dude. Yeah, like if you've got a, a kid's, but you know your kid's birthday coming up or your nephew's birthday or you know you, you want to get something for someone for whatever reason, you could just be like, hey, I want to, you know. For me, I'm using it to get my wife into gaming because she doesn't play many <laughs> video games, and she's loving it. Yeah. Like I came into the room, like I was painting some Warhammer, and I came into the room I'm like, "Hey, how you doing?" She's like, "Fuck off and playing, playing this." And I walk out, I'm like, "Okay," and she's like, "Oh my god, I just told you, I just realized I told you to fuck off." And I'm like, "No, no, it's cool. You're concentrating. I totally understand that." <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> it's a fantastic game. I absolutely love it, and uh, it's it's making a gamer of my wife, which is uh, even more so fantastic. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, there you go. Spongy B, all happened for you. Um, we yep. did also review another game this week, buddy, and this game is also a remaster, probably around about the same time. I think 2008 it was originally released. 
Yep. Um, and on the PlayStation 3 and the Xbox 360. That is the one. Um, this game is one of my favorites. It is Burnout Paradise. It's such a great game. And you know it's going to be a really good game when they lead into the game with Paradise City from Guns N' Roses. Like... Oh, <laughs> you get that just, in the title it's menu. Just, it's so good. Like <laughs> the the first time I played this game, like my brother had it on his PlayStation Three. He was at work, and I'm like, oh fuck it, I'll give it a crack or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. It's called Paradise City. Put in the put in the disc, and then it just starts playing like that opening fucking G chord from Slash from Guns and Roses, and you're sitting there going. Oh, you're already in my good books. Yep. You're already you're already starting <laughs> off on a high note. <laughs> Immediately awesome. Um, yeah, yep. this game is, uh, I think, one of the, uh, the 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 best modern day games that it set the standard for so many games uh, since oh, yeah. then. It's it's pretty much what Forza Horizon has become. Like they they owe everything to Burnout Paradise. Like it's just it's crazy. It's fast it's electric it's uh, bombastic and big it's stupid but it's grounded like there's just so much going on with it it's a lot of fun um so it's yeah it's it's very much uh yeah exactly like that yeah like you said yeah it's been uh, re-released now for the switch so we got to play it on the switch console um it has been re-released on a number of occasions i believe we got an hd version last year for um xbox and playstation um so this is yep. the uh the switch version um and I gotta say, this is the first time I think I've had a driving game on Switch. I'm not sure if I've ever played a driving game on Switch before. Uh, Mario Kart. Uh, well, Mario Kart. I mean, <laughs> is a standard. It's gotcha, Sam. <laughs> yeah, but this is this is different to Mario. Mario Kart is so different. It's not even a driving game. It's something completely on its own. Um, this is like a proper like a, a proper racing, bashing, crashing arcade game, and it's still as fun as ever. I'm, I'm just going to say right from the word go, still as fun as I remember it to be. Um, it's light. Oh, no, I'll, I'll save that line. <laughs> oh, <never> mind. <laughs> I was going to say, it's like lights out and away we go. <laughs> now, look, it's it's one of those games I've, I found that, you know, I was like, okay, yeah, I remember this, I remember this. And then you have a crash and you're like, oh, yeah, I remember this now. And you start having all these fun, like, slow-mo crashes and just oh, yeah. some, of the, some of that stuff is it's so well done and it holds up so like to a point where you go why do they not continue to have some of these elements in games these days it is a lot of fun it's what i want it to be you crash and wreck your car and then all of a sudden it just you know respawns you know immediately on the road it's it, it's designed to get people playing the game except it being accessible it's not restricting oh, yeah. you in any way it's like go have fun in this open world do whatever the hell you want and wherever you are there will be some activity that you can do or you can just drive and it's i i just love it i think that part of the the accessibility of this game makes it uh, just so much better than some of the the modern games that we played and i, I think it's also it's Again, yes, we 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 both played this uh, on Switch, so my Switch is actually getting a bit of a workout this week. <laughs> um, but I, again, like this is a, you know, this is a fantastic reason. Or if if you own a Switch, this is a definite again a, without revealing my score, another must buy. Like I, this is a solid week for me for Switch gaming oh, yeah. because back in my day, <laughs> I had a uh, I had a PSP with Burnout uh, Burnout Legends, I think it was mm. on uh, on the, on my PSP, and I 
play the living shit out of that game. Like I drive from Melbourne to no, I drive. My parents would drive from Melbourne to Sydney, and I just play Burnout Par- uh, Burnout the entire way up on my PSP. Mm. And now it's like what you know, say fifteen years later that I played for my PSP. I've now got a better portable console with <laughs> some considered to be the best Burnout game on my Switch with the fucking coolest soundtrack in a racing game you've ever heard. <laughs> like, not only has it got Guns N' Roses Paradise City, it's got Alice in Chains, it's got fucking Kill Switch Engage, it's got Jane's Addiction, it's got... Hit- it's got Avril Lavigne, so... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that was before she was killed and replaced with a clone. Man, so much cool stuff in here. Like, it's just uh, yeah, Jane's Addiction, Faith No More, like, it, it is an amazing soundtrack. Like, as far as oh, games yeah. go, I, I don't actually know if I've heard a better soundtrack of of game of, of music done by other people. Like I've heard better um, scores and things like that specifically designed for the game. But just as a you know ra- chuck on the radio and listen to awesome music, like fuck, it's amazing. It's so good. I'd, I'd put it on par with something like. Tony Hawk 1 to 3. Their soundtracks were fantastic because it was all skateboarding yeah, stuff. Yeah, true. And that's how good this is. It's on par with the old school Tony Hawk games. Yeah. Not the new stuff. The new Tony Hawk games are just meh. <laughs> but the, the, the OG ones, their soundtracks were rad. Yeah. And that's what this captures perfectly. Yeah, absolutely. Like, there's nothing better than hearing, you know, Soundgarden's Rusty Cage as you fucking floor it off a red light and you start <laughs> hitting a boost mode. And it doesn't matter whether you've wrecked or taken out or murdered uh, another driver the first time or for the hundredth time the slow-mo crashes are just awesome they're pretty man they they are really pretty i mean there are some aspects of this game that are not um but yeah the the textures and the crash modeling and all the rest of it it is really really good and it stands up in this game and it's it is uh what a 12 year old game as well and playing it on the switch i'm like it still looks pretty, like for graphic snobs out there. This still looks damn impressive, especially in in uh, in docked mode on the Switch. You're playing it at 900p in the yep. handheld mode. If you if, if you're playing it on the toilet like I <laughs> do, it's 720p, and it still looks great. You still get the you know the sun shining and the the reflections and stuff like that. Um, the DLC is all included as well because all remasters yeah. tend to include all DLC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and. And the legendary cars, man. I lost my shit in tears <laughs> looking at the legendary cars. There is a rip-off DeLorean, oh, yeah. because they don't use real cars in this game, uh, that uh, actually has, like, the boosters and all that sort of, you know, the back modelling that the DeLorean has. And you click in the left thumbstick and the wheels flip in and you start flying. Oh, yeah, you do. It's pretty cool. Oh, there's the Ecto-1. Yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, no, and then the, the amazing array of cop cars that you get in this one as well. Some of those are just incredible, oh, yeah. like... And it's, it's interesting, like, you start playing this game and, like, I remember playing it when it first came out and going, like, you have to build up this collection of cars and now you've got the special edition, like, the remastered. You just get everything from the word go. You're like, well, okay, that's awesome. Let me just go find yeah, my you, favorite you, car. You can... <laughs> <laughs> you can traditionally unlock your cars as you as you normally do, but because you've already got all the DLC cars, like, well, I can get my favourite car with a cop siren on the top of it. <laughs> Way bother. Um, yeah, like it's I, it's still pretty, and I will I will say that there's there's one detractor for me, and it is the the textures of the background environment, like the okay. the cars and all the graphics and all the screen blur and all the rest of it. I like that. I think they've done a really good job with all of that motion stuff. And everything that you drive on, so the roads and the track, all that, that, that stuff, like it, that, all of that stuff, anything that you interact with, very nice. Everything that's past that point, 
is like you know, in in the background the textures of the trees and the mountainsides or the water and all that stuff it doesn't look quite as nice it feels very much like um like the daytona arcade racer kind of backgrounds it's very yeah you know, very blocky textures it's it doesn't quite fit as well into the game so there's yeah. been a very strong focus of let's get on the road right and not some worry so much about that and if you're looking to conserve space as you would on like a portable device I can understand that completely. Let's focus on the things that are important and everything else is secondary. So, yeah, you'll see it sometimes when you're going through, like, slow-mo jumps and stuff like that. You'll just see the background, and because it is in slow-mo, you're not getting all that blur, you have time to look at it, and you're like, ah, okay, there it is. So some of those things they've had to take away from the game to make it work and operate properly, but that is totally fine. I'm totally, you know, I I have no problem with that. It's just a a point to note that everything in this game isn't just perfectly beautiful. It's, there are some texture issues and screen pop and all the rest of it that will happen. It's an old game. It's on the portable device and I, I make concessions because of those things. Yeah. And the, the only sort of negatives, I have as well, and I wouldn't. And for those of you uh, playing the home game, um, I've uh, I can now reveal that I've made a video review on the Call of Duty YouTube page. Um, and my only negatives and the sort of nitpicks is uh, if you race around on motorbikes instead of using cars, the uh, the crash cams, your body just flat out disappears, and the bike just sort of falls over or slides around on the ground. Yeah. And I'm sitting there going, "Oh, come on, give us a bit of a ragdoll effect of the of the guy just like." You don't have to show any blood or gore or dismemberment or anything like that, but him just getting beaten up by a truck or him just yeah. flying... Like that Grand Theft Auto flying through the air sort of thing. Um, and, I, again, I wouldn't really call it a negative, but you can drive around in toy cars, and they're sort of like small little yeah. fun versions of cars. Why is there no Mario Kart? I feel like it would be fantastic having a, like a, a Mario Kart cart as a toy car and your driver is wearing you know the mario especially as like you know given your licensing conditions they give you to a photo on your license and you can you're literally using mario characters they've done a lot of that integration in the past as well with um you know you look at games like minecraft they've on the switch they've specifically got mario levels in minecraft on there so you know they and uh skyrim had uh zelda outfits and weapons and stuff yeah they've done a lot of that integration so it would have been nice to see that but i think they've they've ported and that's probably about as much as they're going to do in that in that instance so i can understand the reasons why they didn't it would have been nice to have seen them make a little bit more effort for it um but yeah, yeah no, it's, it's nothing to detract away from the game as a whole. Oh hell no! It's, no, yeah. it's 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 a it's a it's a nitpick of like maybe this would have been a cool idea yeah, rather absolutely, than a, yeah. this is a problem I have with the game. Hundred yeah. percent agree. Yeah, um, look, I think it's it's one of those games that I had a lot of nostalgia for. I I don't know how it will hold up. I've started uh, little fuzz playing it. He seems to be enjoying it, um, but uh, yeah, I don't know if he has the same connection to it um as as i do so i think there's a lot of nostalgia factor that sort of clouds my scoring of this one if you if you know what i mean um but you know for for a game that i've really enjoyed i think is a you know sets the standard for modern games and is in in many ways a lot better quality of a a much more playable game than some of the games that we played previously um yeah it still holds up for me as something that i really enjoy and will love to go back to just for the sake of how easy it is to get into yeah i i will say um as well if you're looking at uh, at purchasing this game if you've played a lot of 
Dirt or Formula One or, or Forza or Gran Turismo, this is a arcade racing game. Yes. Um, yes. So if you are picking this up going simulator, you are picking it up for the wrong reasons. Um, and I can't stress that enough. This is a game where, you know, you, you pull the e-brake, you know, the e-brake, the handbrake, and you'll slide and do, you know, these massive burnouts and donuts and all that sort of stuff like Nitro that. Nitro um, boosts the different race the rest mo- of it. And, yeah, yeah the, the different race modes are drive from point A to point B. Or crash as many people, you know, knock out as many people as you can before they finish their race. Yeah. Um, and it's it's not a... It's not like a Need for Speed or a, which is still an arcade racing game, but it's it's not that sort of um, pseudo uh, arcade pseudo simulator. It is flat arcade racing, pure. Fun. But look, I and, um, and I, I want to stress this as well. Like I played a lot. I, I like an arcade racer, and I you know played a bit of the Forza Horizon Four, um, and then I also played uh, quite a bit of the uh, Need for Speed Heat, which we reviewed on this uh, on this show and the YouTube channel, like. Need for Speed Heat is such a disappointing game because it's trying to capture magic like this game. It's trying to do all of those things, but then still be slightly realistic. It's like, well, no, 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 just be an arcade game. You're not a sim. Yeah, yeah. Pick, pick, pick your yeah. lane. Yeah, don't sit in the middle of the and lane. They, they they sit right in the middle of the road, and it's just and it's stupid. It doesn't do either of the things well. It doesn't. It's it loses all the fun and puts and it's just it's such a stupid game. I hated that game so much. Um, <laughs> but it's 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 one of those games that I think you just need to you need to remember why why you're doing this. Like, if you want a sim game, you make the sim very serious, accessible, but, like, you know, a, a serious game where you talk about brakes and physics and all the rest of it. If you want an arcade game where your car jumps over things and gets, you know, smashes into cop cars and races on the road and bashes other cars, then have some fun to it. Make it fun. And this is what Burnout Paradise does so well. It makes it fun anywhere I go, straight into a race, straight into a takedown. Um, yeah, straight into all these different game modes, lots of loud music that's all fun all the time. And, you know, that's... It just keeps the gameplay going. I first time I played it, I was on it for, like, four hours, just driving mm-hmm. around. I'm like, oh, shit, I've just sat down for four hours and played game nonstop without even thinking about it. Like, it's just that addictive to play and i think that's that's something that we've lost in a lot of these arcade races that have come out recently they've tried to be too cool and you need to leave you know need to ease off on the cool factor a little bit and just make it fun and there's no and that's the thing as well that i think this works works really well with this game comparing it to say something like need for speed or any of the need for speed titles is there's no real cars they're all fake cars and if you want to go faster you pick a different car Like, each car has their own form of specifications and mechanics. Like, the Ecto-1, fantastic car. I absolutely love driving around in it. But it is not fast, but it's got a lot of strength. So, it can take a lot of hits, and it can give a lot of hits. Like, it, that's its payoff. Yeah. Um, there's a hot rod car that you can get in the game as well, because it's it's part of the DLC included, that is uh, it's strong. Uh, oh, no, sorry. It's quite fast. It has a locked-on boost. So, when you push the boost button down, you can't turn the boost yeah. off. Um, but it is a hot rod and it is not that strong. So if you, you know, bang into a wall accidentally, your wheels are flying off. Yeah. Um, and even if you're playing in the toy cars, the toy cars can only get, take two wrecks before you're actually out of the race. Because if you wreck your car, you know, by either you getting bumped or you hitting something, mm. you're wrecked and then you can sort of just start the car back up and start driving again, but your car's damaged. If you don't repair your car in like these little servo shops as you drive around, 
your car can actually take so much damage that it's like, okay, you've actually destroyed your car. You, you're, you're out of the race completely. You, you can't even get back into the race. Where majority of the time you crash, you can just go, okay, cool, turn the car and start driving or it'll respawn it, but with damage on it and go, okay, keep going. Yeah. yeah. Uh, look, mm. I, I, I think this is such a good game. I've... I've enjoyed playing it again and reliving some of that magic, and I'm I'm looking forward to playing more of this over the coming weeks. I think it's just going to be one of those games that, again, you can pick up and put down. You don't have to focus on it. it it's really just a enjoyable game to have, and an awesome addition for the Switch. I think, yeah, again, big wins for the Switch. Yes, they are remastered games this week, but you know, great to see them coming out for a uh, an amazing console that's uh, that's just kicking goals at the moment. I think as well, if, if if you're a person who owns a Switch because you want it, and, and the Switch is the only console you may have in your home, um, whether it is you bought it because, you know, your kids want to play games, but you don't want to necessarily expose them to a PlayStation or an Xbox because of online toxicity or, or you know, particular games that aren't necessarily available for the Switch. I think Burnout Paradise is one of those good games that, you know, if you're a, if you're a parent or, or a caretaker or something like that, and it's like, I want to play something that I'll enjoy but it's not necessarily going to be, say, harmful for kids to see, like, you know, Little Fuzz playing Burnout compared to playing something like Call of Duty or Battlefield or something like that. Um, it's that sort of easy pick-up-play sort of game as well, and it's it's arcade-crazy, over-the-top Mad Max-inspired destruction fun, but there's no real negativity that I can see to this sort of game that sort of, you know, you look at games that like Gears of War, Carnage and ripping people in par- apart, but that's a load of violence where this game, it's it's racing, but it's arcade carnaged fun. It's like dulled down cartoon violence sort of thing. Like you half expect like the wacky races <laughs> when someone like crashes into a wall or something. Yeah. Um, I think this could also really work for a, a wacky races yeah. game. Hey, it's an idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, look, uh, let's give it a score. Um, I'm going to give this one a four out of five. I think it's um, it's a, a well-timed port. Great to have. Um, great to see. It, it's still, like I said, a super fun game. Regardless of how you cut it, it's, it's always going to be awesome. I'll always go back to this, and I just can't wait for another game to capture the, the, the magic of and fun of this game. It, I'm... I, challenge those people in the need for speed series to make a game this fun that's pretty that's a that's a pretty good uh, uh throwing of the goal <laughs> well, how about yourself mate what's your score for this one i'm i'm gonna give this a 4.5 out of wow. 5 i think it's a i think it's like the only problems i have are nitpicked and they're not necessarily nitpicks but they're, they're, they're those things that like this would have been a cool addition and they're not necessarily taking it away from the game yeah. It's it's nothing that actually affects the core gameplay. Yeah. Um, I think it's a fantastic game. I again think just like SpongeBob, this is a must own. It's not a console buyer. Like buy a console to play this game. It is a you have this console, get this game. Yeah. Um, and it is a I think thirty bucks for the PlayStation and the Xbox HD remasters. Uh, about thirty bucks and still. It's sixty bucks for the Switch. Generally, things are a bit more expensive for the Switches, but they always are. But sixty bucks for this is a damn worth it because you get all of the dlc all of the vehicles you can drive the ecto-1 and the 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 general lee but instead of instead of the confederate flag it's got like the mexican flag or something on the yeah. roof which it like they're all like you know two dollar shop knockoff cars that they're just fantastic yeah. it's got 
hours upon hours or days upon days of racing. And if you don't like racing, you can just drive around and just cause mayhem and stuff. And it's just that fun aspect of it. I think it's a, it's great. It's going to be great for, for long drives if you're not driving. Uh, it's going to be great for being on a plane, being on a bus, public transport, when you can go back on those things, of course. Um, but it, it's it's just one of those fantastic time killer games that, again, like yourself, when, you know, when we started playing this and when we got our codes... Thanks to uh, thanks to yeah, it was just one of those things. Like, okay, cool, it's now dinner time. Shit, I started playing this at like three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a, yeah, it's it's fantastic. You can lose man. a few it's, hours it's on this one, so uh, yeah, definitely get on board if you if you uh, if you're into Burnout Paradise or you like a good racing game. This is all the fun that you could possibly want for smashing cars and going fast. <laughs> if you're one of my neighbours, all you can hear is either engines revving with Guns and Roses or just SpongeBob going. Ah! coming from my house that's it disturbing noises coming from that place yep oh, awesome well there we go that's it for this week um, it's been an awesome week thanks everyone for uh, for listening in thanks to everyone for giving us those codes this week to do these reviews it's been awesome to get our hands on those ones um, if you'd like to know more you can check us out on YouTube um, you can check out Duty on his page Call of Duty um, you can check us out on Shake It Not Nerd on all of the other things We've got a regular podcast that does movie reviews, and uh, currently, we can't review the current movies. We're doing old school movies. This week, we've got a big one. I think we're reviewing The Rock, so uh, stay tuned for that one. It's going to be awesome. James Bond sequel. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, We are here next week to talk more games. We'll be back talking extra large games and all of the things that happen. We have no idea what it's going to be, but it's going to be big. We know that much, at least. I'm... I'm, Just uh, and for those of you excited, just like I am, baby, Formula One is back this week. Oh yeah! Sunday night at eleven o'clock, race starts. Vroom! It's vroom. lights out and away I go. Yes, can't wait to see all these guys race around for the uh, well again. No audience, <laughs> but no audience. But again, and yeah. I, I just want to see them in their new cars, though. I don't want to see them in their current teams. I want to see everybody in their new teams. Like, just fuck this season, move on to the next one. Uh, <laughs> I wonder if they're going to do the canned, uh, the canned audience l- like sounds that they do for the AFL, like for the Formula One. Yeah, that could. So the crowd goes wild. <laughs> it, it will be fun at least. But we, we 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 will be talking about the Formula One game 2020, which comes out very soon as well. That'll be coming up uh, in the near future. So stay tuned for that. I have been fuzzy down, reminding you that uh, if you're having a bad time in your games, the number one thing you got to do is get good. And this is Duty reminding you to play with each other and to play with yeah, yourself. Yeah, baby. <laughs>